0: We all would like to think that we know where we are going and how to get there. But at every stage in life, we need divine direction. God has promised to guide us if we simply follow. The fifth and final section of Psalms are referred to as Deuteronomy Psalms because they remind us to keep returning to the truth of God's Word. Join us as we study them with Scott Pauley today. Not long ago, a very dear personal friend went to be with Jesus. Uh, he was a, a great man, a great Christian. And his little life motto has has come to my mind so many times over the last few weeks since his passing. He would always say, only God. Only God. I think if you had to summarize Psalm 127 with two words, you could write over the top of Psalm 127, only God. Now Psalm 127, the Bible says, is a song of degrees for Solomon. That's very significant to me because not all of these psalms uh, do we have such a, a distinct purpose attached to. So this is... Uh, Not just a psalm of David. We believe it's a psalm of David written distinctly to help his son, to help the work of the Lord continue, to prepare for the future. And what is David's great message to Solomon? Are you ready for this? Only God. David had made lots of preparation. Solomon had lots of potential, but only God. I think that will put it in some perspective as we read it. Listen to Psalm 127 beginning in verse 1. "'Except the Lord build the house.'" They labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. May I say it again? Only God. Except the Lord build the house. You can labor, you can work, but unless God builds it, it's never going to get done. Only God. He says in verse uh, number one, at the end of the verse, the watchman can sit on the wall. He can... He can be on his tower watching for the enemy. But unless the Lord helps him, unless the Lord keeps the city, the enemy still will find some way to get in. He even says in verse 2, It's vain to get up early in the morning and sit up late at night and just eat the bread of sorrows. What's he saying? Uh, This does not mean that you shouldn't get up early in the morning or that you have to go to bed at a certain time at night. The idea is it's, it's pointless to live a restless life trying to work it all out on your own. You can't only God in fact three times he uses this expression in vain they labor in vain that build it the watchman waketh but in vain it is vain for you to rise up early now does anybody remember what one of Solomon's key words happened to be when he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes he said apart from God it is all what vanity and vexation of spirit it sounds like it sounds like that Solomon didn't listen to his daddy as closely as he should have and he learned that all was vain by personal experience I'm gonna tell you you're either gonna learn this from the truth of God's Word or you're gonna have to learn it through your own great failures that life apart from God is empty that it is all in vain we need the Lord only God where's the Lord in your work where is the Lord in your plans Where where is the Lord in your thoughts today? Only God. And then, beginning in verse number 3, he begins to look beyond his own life to the children, to the next generation. He says, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is His reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. What's the hope of the next generation? Say it with me. Only God. What do children need? Only God. What, what is our hope for the future of our own nation? Only God. God gave us these children. They're the heritage of the Lord. And He gave us these children to prepare them for the battle. In fact, there's an object lesson used here. He says the children, the young people that God has given you, are like arrows in the hands of a mighty man. What are arrows? Arrows are something to be sharpened, of course, but arrows are something to be shot. This is a picture of warfare to be used to advance the cause. Arrows go beyond you. That's what I'm praying for my children, that they will extend beyond my life to the next generation, God's truth. Arrows must be aimed. They need direction. Arrows are active, not passive. Arrows are to advance. They're not for staying in the fort. You don't have arrows to keep them in your quiver. The Bible says, Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. But then the Bible says, They shall not be ashamed. They shall speak with the enemies in the gate. The idea is we have them for a period of time, but we're preparing them to send them out. Now what are they going out to do? They're going out to speak with the enemies in the gate. This is frontline work, engaging this lost world with the message of Jesus Christ. You see, Solomon's greatest work was not the temple. Everybody says that's the greatest thing he did. No, Solomon's greatest work was not to be the temple. Uh, That eventually would fade. Solomon's greatest work was to be done in his home, and that's where he failed. You see, he finished the temple, but he failed in his own home. Look at his children. Uh, Look at his son when he was gone. What was left? Oh, I'm under such conviction today. Our greatest work is always with our children. We need to stop playing defense. You can't shelter them forever, and we need to prepare them for the battle that's coming. Stop entertaining the army and train them. Equip them to do battle. Look, it's going to come to them whether they want it or not. And then send them out to speak with the enemies, uh, to charge the gates of hell. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. We're to be teaching our children, readying the next generation to advance the message of Jesus Christ, to carry it on beyond our lifetime. I have three arrows in my quiver, at least to use the terminology of Psalm 127, three children for whom my wife and I are very grateful. But I don't want to just be grateful for them. I want to prepare them to do the work that God wants them to do in their lifetime. And I say again, only God. What do I need? Only God. What do they need? Only God. What is the hope of this world? Only God. You see, Solomon, it doesn't matter how much you know, you need God. It doesn't matter how much you have, you need God. It doesn't matter what others think about you or say about you, you need God. It doesn't matter how well people listen to you, you need God. Isn't that the great message of the whole Bible? Accept the Lord, accept the Lord. I'm thinking now of the previous psalm that we studied psalm 124 if it had not been the lord who was on our side if it had not been the lord who was on our side oh if it wasn't for the lord we would all be in hell or on our way to hell if it wasn't for the lord our homes would be in total disruption our lives would be in total chaos if it wasn't for the lord and if we don't recognize that every day we live then i tell you the devil will get a foothold the enemy will come in We'll lose the next generation. Uh, the, the victories that we would see, we will not see. We desperately need God. My friend that went to heaven just, just weeks ago now, uh, he lived his whole life with this thought, only God, only God, only God. When he left this world, opened his eyes immediately the next, guess what he saw? Only God. You see, the life of a Christian from beginning to end is all about the Lord. Paul said it this way, for of him... And through Him and to Him are all things, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Could I give you a homework assignment? Would you sit down with your family today? Would you sit down with your children, with your grandchildren, with those you love most on earth? And would you just remind them of a truth we all desperately need, that it's just God. It's only God. I've marked three words in Psalm 127 in my Bible. Just help me remember the psalm. In verse 1, I marked the word house. In verse 3, I mark the word heritage, and in verse 5, I mark the word happy. Only God can help you build your house. Only God can help you leave a heritage. And only God can truly make you happy. Friend, if you don't remember anything else today from Psalm 127, remember this truth only God. If you have been helped by today's Bible study, we would love to hear from you. You may connect with us or access the archive of all of the Psalm studies online at scottpauley.org. It is our prayer that the Lord will continue to lead your life and that you will continue to follow. This is the only way to enjoy the journey.